Sweet. My name is Rich. Thanks for joining me here today. A few weeks ago, we were talking about Camino 84's new album, Yacht Rock Breaks 2, and its role in the Vaporwave community, how it's been accepted by the Vaporwave community. After that episode was released, we got some voicemails about it, and uh, you know, as we normally do with most of our episodes, but uh, I wanted to play one voicemail for you that we got in particular uh, about Yacht Rock Breaks 2. So here it is. Hey, gents. Camino 84 calling in here. I'm on my walk to the gym, so I apologize if you can hear a little bit of wind sound. Uh, I don't know how long of a voicemail will let me leave, but I'll, I'll try to keep this quick. I got a Google alert about your latest episode, heard some of the discussion about where uh, Yacht Rock Breaks does and doesn't line up with the Vaporwave umbrella. Um, so thought I would tell a bit of the story behind it, because like, that, even existing as a discussion, is totally accidental. Uh, or, or at least was never planned that way. Um, Yacht Rock Breaks kind of comes from this lineage of break tapes where DJs, turntablists, producers, crate diggers in the 90s were taking little snippets of records from their collections and stringing them all together and, and actually pressing cassette mixtapes of that. And, you know, the J-Cards would say things like 100% original vinyl, no bootlegs or compilation views. Um, and, it, you know, it was like a flex. People are just kind of flexing and, and saying, like, hey, you know, check out what, what I'm working with. Check out my weapons. <laughs> um, so I had a bunch of those tapes um, that I started to pick up in my later teen years, things like the Khan and Amir on-track series where, like, their phone numbers had printed onto the tape itself. Um, so I had the idea to do a tape of um, Yacht Rock breaks. I thought that would be interesting and fun. And knew I wanted to put them on a cassette, so I'd kind of come up with the the tape, piece it all together by early 2018. Um, it was like I really want to put these out on tape, but I don't want to do a release myself. Um, I was still sitting on you know dozens and dozens of copies of New Mutant Disco, which quite frankly just did not sell well at first. Um, so I was looking for a label. I put it out there on Twitter. Um, didn't really get any bites, but folks started suggesting, hey. Um, why don't you set business casual? And, you know, I have friends that have released with them before. You know, John runs a, a pretty tight ship. Like, in terms of tape labels on the Internet, the built-in audience and just the operational efficiency of business casual is impressive, to say the least. So sent it to him, and he seemed to be into it. Um, and we, we set up this tape release. And you can, you know, search my Reddit history or, or look on Twitter and see kind of the timeline of all these things. But it's not really something that we pushed to the vaporwave community at all at first especially i think when it eventually came out john posted it on art slash vaporwave and and in the vaporwave cassette club facebook group just as he does for all his new releases but very quickly it was like um for memory uploaded it and on these youtube channels and someone started calling it their favorite vaporwave album of the year and all this all this stuff uh, is completely unexpected. And and that is where we found out that our voicemail box can only accept a message that is three minutes long. So uh, definitely wanting to hear the rest of that story and wanting to, to hear what Camino had to say. Uh, I asked him to come on the show with us and 
basically continue what he was telling us in that voicemail. So uh, here is an interview that I did with Camino 84, uh, expanding on his story with Yacht Rock Breaks 2. All right, so I am joined here by Camino 84 to uh, expand on the lovely voicemail that he left us here. Camino, how's it going today? I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. So you're talking about basically the, the, your whole process with Yacht Rock Breaks and, and you know, what you went through and, and your, like how you came up with everything um, and, and the crate digging. So you just want to just talk about that a little bit and, and, you know, how it came about? Yeah, well, I guess full disclosure, it's it's been a little while since I left the voicemail, so you'll, yeah, yes, you'll yes. have to remind me a little bit where I left off. But <laughs> um, I, you know, I think the reason I called up was just to to sort of share the story behind it, um, because I think it explains why I keep talking about how it's not vaporwave mm -hmm. um, online, and, and it's really just that you know the thought of it being vaporwave or vaporwave adjacent never crossed my mind in the creation process. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just why I was telling the story about like, Oh, you know, like I kind of grew up with this concept of breaks tapes and at some point, you know, had this weird idea in the back of my head that I would do a, a breaks tape that was all from yacht rock records and, um, it just being completely coincidental and, and circumstantial that it ended up in the vaporwave world at all. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I think a lot of some of like the the vaporwave adjacent and the, and the you know side genres that are that fall under that umbrella. I don't think they started out as you know I'm going to make vaporwave. I'm going to you know create you know what you kind of consider as traditional vaporwave, but it all kind of just got grouped together with that. So sure, um, it, it's you know it's cool that like you created this thing that people identify with and and kind of by definition kind of sampling and whatnot it can kind of fit in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. Yeah, I do get it, and I don't. I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but I mean, like that's how vaporwave started, yeah. like in its very earliest form. People like Vectroid and um, you know Liz and Chaz from SPF 420 and and Luxury Elite were like hanging out, and I don't remember if it was Plug.dj or Turntable.fm, whichever one came first. Mm -hmm. But they were just kind of like slowing down songs for fun. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Vec had been producing far more complex music before any of this vaporwave stuff. Um, but, you know, I guess you think about Floral Shop and you think how it has those two tracks that um, are sourced from Pages songs. Um, and, and those two Pages records are 100% Yacht Rock. Um, so although it's not something that I don't think there's much vaporwave that kind of pulls from Yacht Rock. I mean, you want to talk about the the most famous seminal vaporwave album. You know, I guess it is there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so what is your relationship with Yacht Rock? Like, you know, why why did you decide to actually kind of dig out these these samples or these these breaks out of you know, Yacht Rock specifically? That's a great question. Um, I just think Yacht Rock is extremely dope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's um, like maybe one of the best microcosms of, of music to ever exist. It hits a real sweet spot in my mind, um, which is this great combination of, you know, 70s rock sounds <laughs> with jazz harmonies and all sorts of R&B and soul and funk influence. Um, I mean, for, for folks that are into disco like myself, it's kind of just like slower, more laid back disco. Um, 
you know, and obviously I grew up with a lot of classic rock, like any white boy with a dad. Um, so it just, <laughs> it kind of hits a lot of sweet spots. And uh, it, it had been a running joke between myself and a lot of, um, a couple of future funk producers uh, back in maybe like 2015, 2016, that we would just constantly bring up Steely Dan as much as possible. <laughs> nice. um, like I, I'm trying to think what the, there was a time when Amherst Tendencies and Liz of SPF 420 and I were being like interviewed in a group setting. Um, and our like running bit was just to bring up Steely Dan as much as possible. So um, yeah, I've just, I've loved Yacht Rock for years. Um, and the more I dig into it and the more Yacht Rock I try to find, I mean, the more gems I find, it, it has never ceased to be enjoyable. And it's just so, so smooth. It's great. I mean, gotta, it's, it's the perfect music. It is. It is. You know, I, I talked about it a little bit when we, we first brought up Yacht Rock on the, the podcast. And, you know, I kind of grew up with it without knowing what it was. Like, I was always around that kind of music. My dad would listen to it. And, uh -huh. and, and I didn't realize until, like, I actually heard the term Yacht Rock for the first time. And I started, like, seeing what music was kind of, like, what that encompassed. And I realized, like, oh my god, like I've I've listened to all this, and this, these are all songs that I I love. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the term wasn't coined until what, like the mid two thousands, at least. Yeah, um, from yeah. that from that Channel One Hundred One series, which is so brilliant. Oh, I love that. Um, but it's it's the perfect term for it, right? I I think no one had just come up with this sort of um, middle of the Venn diagram of soft rock and blue eyed soul that Yacht Rock is. So. Yeah you know, credit to yeah, it, credit to those folks. Yeah. It, the, the term is perfect. It, it fits the music perfectly. It fits the mood like that you, you, you kind of want to be in when you listen to it. Um, it's, it's great. I, I, I absolutely love it. So I think that's, I think that's part of why I enjoyed Yacht Rock Breaks one and two so much looking at it from, from multiple perspectives. One, I just love the music that it comes from. And two, it kind of, you know, you know, unintentionally fits into the vaporwave genre. So it like satisfies these like two, uh, you know, desires musically that I, that I look for. So, um, yeah, it's just really cool stuff. Yeah. It, it's interesting to me, I guess it's a lot more beat driven, uh, than most music that I would think is sort of naturally fits vaporwave. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess kind of like smooth jazz is the, is the prime example, right? Like it's not very, rhythmically oriented music um whereas yacht rock i mean really is really can be just really fat beats <laughs> or like <laughs> um very uh over the top guitar solos or something which are yeah. not things that you would associate with vaporwave um i think yeah. it's really about the production aesthetic more than anything yeah. else um just that Definitely. that real pristine sound um and every once in a while you get these great synth sounds too which i always like to yeah. highlight yeah. on these tapes yeah awesome so now that that yacht rock breaks 2 is is out and it's it's done what what is next for camino um i have been working on a new album of originals for quite some time i kind of took 2018 off to write songs and, and work with a bunch of um co-writers and stuff like that so we've been in pre-production for the last four months, I think, which basically means um, we've been like culling down my catalog of songs and um, rehearsing the band, 
and sort of organizing things. And then um, next weekend, we will be in the studio all weekend, kind of laying down the bass tracks and probably sometime later 2019, um, maybe middle 2019, there'll be some singles and later cool. in 2019, cool. there should be this big new album of uh, my, my typical sort of disco done by an indie rock band sort of deal. Cool. Cool. So late 2019, new Camino Disco coming out. Something like that. Cool. All right, man. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to, to share before we wrap up? No, not really. I guess I, I'm glad to uh, set the record straight somewhere <laughs> on uh, on why maybe I, I come off defensive about it sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily mean to. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's it's just such a foreign idea. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the other thing, uh, actually, yeah, I guess there's one more point that I'll make. Um, and I think it's an important one is because I spend the bulk of my time um, making original music and, and, you know, performing shows here in Boston with a band and all that sort of stuff. I, I don't want anyone to feel um, misled by the nature of Yacht Rock Breaks. And it's something that I've seen come up in at least one YouTube comment where someone was like, hey, like I bought this tape on faith that it was like original stuff made by Camino 84 because like, yeah. look at New Mutant Disco and he like credits himself and all these other musicians and like, what the hell is this? Like there's nothing original and it's all stolen, you know? <laughs> um, and I, you know, I want to, um, you know, I, I want to be really upfront about it. Like I do not claim in any way that this is transformative, which is what mm -hmm. most vaporwave is claiming, right? Like it's yeah. transformative yep. use. Um, so I want to be really clear. I do not think that what I've done on either of these tapes is transformative. Um, and I'm afraid yeah, I think that you've, when you've it, made that pretty clear. I mean, from what I've seen, at least on Twitter, uh, when I've definitely been vocal about it, Yeah. but by bucketing it into when, when folks online bucket it into vaporwave, mm -hmm. it's like an unintentional consequence yeah. is that that yeah, connotation that. gets attached to it. It's tough. You know, it's yeah. something I've talked about. Um, I won't, you know, I won't name names just cause I don't want to be a name dropper, but I was <laughs> talking with someone else who, um, started in Vaporwave and Future Funk and then went on to do quite well making original music. Um, okay. and, and, you know, he was saying like, yeah, it, it's a big concern of his to like go back to releasing Vaporwave or Future Funk because now that he's known for original music, like the perception is that that's what he does. And um, there's, there's going to be folks that are confused or, or feel misled or cheated um, if he doesn't get to explain it to each and every person individually, you know, um, yeah. and it, it makes us come off, you know, looking less than honest or less than ethical in a way that we don't deserve. So I'm not, not trying to say like all, Oh, woe is me. I'm just trying to yeah, explain, yeah. I guess, why I keep harping on the point over and over and over, um, yeah. that this is not a vaporwave album. It comes from a completely different tradition where, I'm kind of just flexing my crate digging muscles and, and not um, <laughs> claiming that I'm making something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting problem. I guess really haven't thought about before about, you know, artists who make the jump away from vaporwave and then attempt to come back to it. It is something that I think the genre hasn't seen too much of. So it's, you know, it, that is a perception issue that you could, that artists could see. Uh, sure. Right now, it's I mean, it, they are, I mean, you are seeing it. Right. And, and to be fair, before. Yeah. right. To be fair, copyright law and, and transformative use and ethics around sampling is such a 
nuanced and um, opinionated <sighs> and difficult, you know, conversation to have in the first place. My Very diplomatic way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my degree is in music industry. Um, so okay. I have, uh, you know, like I have a super granular knowledge of copyright law mm-hmm. um, and, and love to just, you know, go off on people online that are like spreading misinformation. <laughs> um, but point being like, we can't expect every casual listener to have all the information that would inform their opinion of something of course, like that. Right. Um, so, so it does to some degree become like an education issue. So, yep. um, that's why I'm harping on it so often. Cool. Makes sense. But that's it. That's my, I'll get off my soapbox. That's my, that's my street. <laughs> and that's the story of Yacht Rock Breaks one and two. Cool. 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 All right. Well, Camito, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me here today for this quick, uh, quick chat. I appreciate reaching out and, um, yeah, thank you for having me on. All right, so there you have it. Thank you again to Camino84 for coming on and talking with us about this whole Yacht Rock Breaks fitting into the Vaporwave thing and his take on everything. Certainly appreciate him coming on here to kind of set the record straight. Guys, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, uh, please ask that you go and give us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast director you listen to your podcasts on. It certainly helps with our visibility uh, and gives us some feedback on how we're doing here. Uh, another way to give us feedback, you can call us on the private suite hotline, 412-44-VAPOR. Tell us how we're doing. Uh, if you have any questions for us, we'll play them on the show. Or maybe you just want to just talk about Steely Dan for a little bit. Who knows? We're open to listen to it. Again, 412-44-VAPOR. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Private Suite Pod. Also the Private Suite Mag Twitter at Private Suite Mag. Facebook.com slash Private Suite Mag. Instagram.com slash Private Suite Mag. And of course, patreon.com slash private suite mag. Until next time, take it easy. Later. Later.